Welcome to the First Church Message of the Week podcast. Thanks for listening in. This is a season of expectation in which the whole world joins in observing. But it isn't the kind of expectation the world has set before us of a sweet, innocent little baby coming into the world. Rather, it is an invitation of good news that is greater than that and more complicated than that. It is an invitation to expect more and to expect a miracle. It is an expectation that God is doing and will do great things. In this week's message of the week, we hear from Pastor Bryce Blank, who shares from Jeremiah 33, as he challenges us to have expectant hearts because God is in the business of miracles. Here is the First Church message of the week. So, my favorite superhero of all time is Batman, who you see on the screen in front of you. He's not quite the same Batman that uh, maybe you have seen from the early uh, TV shows, you know, pow, wham, but uh, he's a little bit darker, darker figure. Um, But there's always been something about Batman that's drawn me in, that's inspired me, that's intrigued me, because He's a man who doesn't have any real superpowers, but still manages to do good, still manages to save the world. And one of Batman's most effective tools for fighting crime is his use of darkness, his use of darkness to uh, create fear and to get the upper hand over those he's fighting. And he wears black, as you can see, and he lurks in the shadows and he dresses as a bat. And while this might seem kind of silly at first, it actually is quite effective because his dark attire allows him to uh, sneak up on criminals, allows him to have the element of surprise. And while his crim- the criminals may not be afraid of bats initially, he uses that darkness, that unknown about them, and the fear that they might have to uh, get the upper hand, to operate in unexpected ways. And... He can instill fear also because, quite frankly, his foes don't really know what to do with them. They don't know whether they should laugh at this guy coming at them that's dressed as a bat, which some do, or whether they need to run away in fear, which some try to do. Um, And I think we are a little bit like the criminals in the way that we might respond to an unexpected situation. So imagine if you were uh, coming, walking in a dark uh, street, deserted street at night, and you come across Batman, how would you respond? Would you run away in fear? Or would you laugh at this guy dressed as a bat coming at you? Maybe you'd have a very different response. But one, on one hand, you maybe might take Batman too seriously and that instills fear, but you might not take him seriously enough and you might laugh. And so it's similar in our varied responses to the unknown, to the unexpected, to maybe coming across Batman in a dark alley, um, that we have varied and interesting responses to Jesus. That sometimes we're not quite sure what to do with Jesus. And during this time leading up to Christmas, it's tempting to simplify him. It's tempting to only think about our little sweet baby Jesus. It's tempting to only think about the wonderful, miraculous story of his birth. 
I mean, it is a miraculous story after all. Mary, a virgin, giving birth to a son after being told by an angel that that would come to pass. It's a miracle that when we look at it, feels very simple. During this season, we sometimes simplify Jesus too much. We freeze Jesus in his time as a baby. It's a lot like the presents that we give out during this holiday season, where we we wrap up this whole story of his birth nice and neat, and we finish it off with a bow. The baby Jesus born in a stable because there's no room left in the inn. And the innkeeper giving Mary and Joseph what little room was left in the stable. And then Jesus being wrapped in cloths and lying there in that manger. And we see the shepherds who are visited by an angel and told of Jesus' birth, the wonderful birth of a savior. And the wise men coming, visiting, bearing gifts, and those shepherds coming in from the pastor, all coming to see Jesus. Maybe a little bit of crying going on. (laughs) And then we have all the livestock and all these elements that come together to create what we know as this picture of the nativity scene. And somehow this picture that we have, it feels right. It feels like the perfect story. But when we take a closer look at this picture, we see that the reality of that, of what the story means, is not quite so simple. The miraculous story of Jesus' birth is not as easy to handle when we take a closer look. The simple birth of Jesus that we expect is actually a bit more complicated. It has more weight, more gravity to the whole story. The miracle of Jesus' birth is actually quite unexpected. Our view of Jesus and the miracle of his birth is far more complex and unexpected than than the image that we paint during this holiday season. And we, in turn, because of this simplistic, perfect view, sometimes underestimate the power that God has in our lives. We underestimate the power of Jesus and the work of God in our lives. And so let's think about the power of God and the miracle of Jesus' birth. When we think about the idea of a miracle, it's almost paradoxical. A miracle is a surprising or usually welcome event or instance that isn't easily explainable. It's something unexpected. And we see many miracles throughout the Bible, and specifically the Old Testament. We see Moses' brother Aaron, who has a staff that turns into a snake. We see Moses part the Red Sea, allowing the, Egypt- or allowing the Israelites to escape Egypt and the slavery that was there. We see the Israelites wandering in the wilderness and manna literally falling from the sky. In multiple instances, we read about the dead being raised to life. We read multiple times about the Jordan River being parted so people can pass through it. We read about Daniel being delivered from the lion's den and his friends later being delivered from a burning furnace unscathed. Now, some of these miracles have been explained over and over by one group or another throughout history. But regardless if they can be explained or not, it doesn't discount the fact that God has been able to do incredible, amazing things for the people 
who follow him. And in light of that, I still count those as miracles. But can we call something a miracle if we're not surprised by it, if it's something that is expected? In other words, all of the miracles in the Old Testament are attributed to God, our God who is all-powerful, all-knowing, and omnipresent, meaning present both in the past, the present, and the future. If God is all of these things, then shouldn't we expect miracles? I mean, what exactly about them then would be surprising to us? Now, I mentioned these miracles in the Old Testament because they occur in the world in which our text comes from today. In the book of Jeremiah, starting in chapter 33, we read about the prophet Jeremiah who is proclaiming a vision of the coming world, of a Savior coming to save it. Starting in verse 14, we read, and I invite you to follow along on the screen. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called, the Lord, our righteous Savior. So Jeremiah is prophesying about someone from the ancestral line of King David who will one day come and complete the promises God has made for the people of Israel. Promises that include eternal kinship and God's perpetual love. And he's proclaiming this vision amidst the time of darkness, of true darkness. Because Jeremiah and the people of Israel are enduring a siege of the city of Jerusalem by the Babylonians. And not only that, but Jeremiah himself is actually in prison. And so in a time where it very may well seem like all hope is lost, Jeremiah casts a vision for the future, a vision of restoration, of safety, and a salvation from a king. Jeremiah also proclaims this knowing the many, many, many failed leaders and kings that have come before, including King David. And he also casts this vision knowing of the many, many miracles that have occurred over his people's history, as God has provided for them over and over. So while this prophecy of a savior to bring restoration might feel unexpected and maybe without merit during these dark times, it also is a bit expected, considering the many times that God has provided for his people in times of need. And I would argue that Jeremiah's faith and the trust in God, that God will provide and fulfill his promises to his people, is the example of expectation that we could and should all live into. That our God, with all those characteristics already listed, all-powerful, all-knowing, omnipresent, leaves us no choice but to expect provision. We have no choice but to expect the unexpected. No choice but to expect a miracle. 
Now, Jeremiah never lived to see his prophecy come true. He never saw the expected miracle of his Savior delivered by God. Jeremiah didn't witness our baby Jesus wrapped in clothes and lying in the manger, just as the shepherds and the animals and the wise men had come to see. But he did have hope for the miracle of that night to come. And he, like us, looked ahead to God's glory outside of the darkness of his present moment. With all hope was lost, he put his hope in God. He put his hope in the future. Jesus is the Savior the people of Israel unexpectedly expected. And knowing the darkness that Jeremiah was in, knowing the depth of complexity of history of struggles and promise wrapped up in this prophecy of a Savior, it adds to our neat and tidy, our simplistic view of Jesus' birth in the stable. Living into our faith requires that we expect more from God because of the powerful provision of love and restoration that the witness of Jesus' birth prophesied by Jeremiah comes to be. And we can come to expect miracles from God. Jesus is both a promise fulfilled and an expectation to live for. Because God can and will do amazing, great things. And we can put our faith and trust in the power of Jesus and the work of God in our lives. And we know that the birth of Jesus is just the beginning of his unexpected life. We know the full story. We know that Jesus didn't come and rule out of a place of authoritative power, as the people of Israel had come to expect. He didn't lead the armies of Israel to conquer land. He didn't fight any physical battles or stand out in any of the traditionally heroic ways that one might expect from the savior of a world. But instead, he came as a servant. Little baby Jesus grew up and became the savior of the world out of love for the least, the lost, and the outcasts. He saved the world in the most unexpected way. However, it is this unexpected way that could have been the most expected, considering God's love for the world, because Jesus reminded us of the essence of God. He let God's most foundational characteristics shine through during his time on earth. Those characteristics being love, being goodness, being powerful relationship. God longs for us to seek a relationship with him. God wants us to choose him, which is why we have free will, right? God wants us to be in relationship with which he has created. And since it is by our choice that we can be in that relationship, not one forced by God, it only makes sense then that love and goodness are the binding factors. God is good and God is love. And everything created by God reflects God's goodness. God is greater because we don't have to feel God's power or have faith in God for God to remain faithful to his promises. God is always the good shepherd. God never leaves us on our own devices. God can do more than we can even imagine God doing. So it's not simply enough for us to believe that Jesus was this good person, 
We must live out the truth that Jesus revealed in God. The truth of God's saving love and the goodness that comes from that faithful love. And this leaves no room for ruling out of power or violence or fear. God as a human leader can only lead out of love. And that is what Jesus did. That is why the savior figure that Jesus is, while unexpected to the world, is the only expected path considering who God is. And Batman, he was also the unexpected savior of his world. In Gotham City, where he resided, crime had become an unescapable reality that the citizens had lived in. Crime was expected. Justice and help in times of need were not. But Batman flipped the script. He became a beacon of hope for the citizens, and they began to expect, and the criminals began to fear. They began to expect Batman to come and to save them. Crime dropped in the city, not only because of what Batman was doing to the criminals, but because of the way he changed the hearts of those who lived in the city. And he represented so much more than himself. The citizens, in turn, found something in themselves that had been there all along, but which they had forgotten. That was their will to do good, to stand up for justice, to enact change in their city. The unexpected hero became expected. And in the darkness of their city streets, they began to expect the unexpected. They began to expect a miracle. Jesus is the miracle that was unexpected. But considering the God that we know, he is the miracle that we should expect. And our response to Jesus without simplifying him to his cute little baby self in the manger is to expect the unexpected, to expect a miracle in our lives, in our world. Jesus is the good at work in our lives that we should expect. God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, is still keeping the promises to his people, to the people of Israel, to the people who seek God, to the people who truly believe and accept that salvation that Jesus offers. So expect the unexpected, because when you start expecting God, you will see that God is already there. Expect the unexpected. Expect a miracle. Expect your broken relationships, especially those exacerbated by the holiday season, to be mended. Expect joy out of the places that you only know sorrow and pain. Expect to find hope in the overwhelming situations that seemingly can't be fixed. Expect peace in troubling times, where anxiety and fear usually prevail. Expect love when only hate and malice have been returned. Because what we don't expect, we won't find. And when we expect the miracles of God, we will see the truth of God revealed. We will see the miracles all around us. Batman was the hero for Gotham City. He was a hero for his people. And there is a line spoken by Commissioner Gordon, who is Batman's closest ally in the city. Commissioner Gordon says that Batman is a hero. Not the hero we deserved, but the one that we needed. 
Now the people of Gotham City had rejected all that was good. They gave in to the criminal world of greed, corruption, and dominant power by means of fear and violence. They didn't deserve to be saved, but they desperately needed to be. And Jesus is our Batman. He's the hero. He's not the hero that we deserve. We sin. We reject God's love over and over. We turn away when God is waiting to welcome us in. Jesus, like Batman, is not the hero we deserve, but he is the one we need. He's not the savior the world expected, but the miracle it needed. And considering this truth, seeking to live into God's promises of goodness, love, and salvation, we can expect the unexpected. We can expect a miracle. Please pray with me. Faithful and loving God, God of restoration, you know the darkness that we battle every day, out in our world and in our hearts. You know what we need. You know our struggles. You know what we haven't seen. God, we ask that you would open our eyes, open our hearts to the unexpected. That we would open ourselves to your love and the power that you have in our lives. That we might start to consider the unexpected from you something expected. That we might see the miracles you are already working all around us each and every day. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior long awaited. Thanks for joining us for the First Church Message of the Week. To stay connected, subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Facebook. For more information like our church calendar, worship times, and upcoming events, visit our website at watertownfirst.church. This has been the First Church Message of the Week.